Let's make a make it a make a make make it a pasta. Make it a pasta. Make it a meatball. Hi, we're finally here with George Joestar Chapter Fifteen Beyond. Hello. Plus Ultra. Go beyond. Go epic. Go sicko mode. Go sicko mode. We're here. We're gonna finish this. It's not gonna be funny. <laughs> it's not gonna be funny at all. Gonna get in, get out. Because fuck. Who starts? Should we just go? I mean, we do. We do just go. That is how we do this podcast. Hold on, my <laughs> monitors. Are, my monitors are backwards. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, wait. Before we start, uh, it's been a while. What was the last thing that happened last? Do you remember? Because I, I don't remember. I don't. I neither know nor care. Yeah, um, at the end of chapter 14, George Joestar wound up in Morio. Yeah. At the end of chapter 13, the Joji gang got made in heaven. Yeah. And this is the George chapter. So the chapter I, starts with jo- What? I was just going to say that I, I'm beginning to feel your pain that I keep mixing up George and Joji at this point. Foolish. They're both George. But. True. That's the problem. <laughs> The chapter starts with George waking up after having been dumped half-dead in Morio. Dopio is there. Dopio! <laughs> he tells George that Rohan made it so that everybody could speak Italian and Japanese and English, because the plot works that way. Because convenience. Dopio also tells George that George had been saved by Dopio's boss, who Dopio calls on a rolled-up copy of Pink Dark Boy that turned into a phone. And then George is like, who the fuck are you, you stupid little twink? <laughs> and Dopio's like, you don't want to fuck with me, I'm a gangster. And then George punches Dopio and steals the gun that Dopio had flashed at him. And then uh, Dopio turns part of George's skull into a phone, and it's vibrating and ringing, and that hurts, because it's, 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 it's the brain skull. zone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so George shoots out that piece of the of a skull, which is not, there are no repercussions for this action. It's, um, yeah. And then he shoots Dopio point blank a lot, and none of it hits. And then Mista's there, and he's like, hey, Dopio's fucked up, but he's fine. Do you, do you like my transphobic stand? It's important to know, well, first of all, I really like what they did with Dopio's stand, that it just turned shit into phones. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Uh, and it's important to note that, once again, Mista's only defining characteristics are hat and smells bad. That's yeah. all he's got. That's all he's got. That's all he'll ever have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dopio starts freaking out again, starts y- using the phone stand to threaten him, and, um... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, it, uh, Mista is like, I'm gonna beat you up with my... Not sex pistols, but weird. What was the... I know the... Iron Ladies. Iron Ladies, but there was another name for them. That, like, no they idea. Were, I don't know. They're dumb. I'll say it. And they're also extremely irrelevant. Uh, they're transphobic stereotype sex pistols, and they start talking about cat ears and quote-unquote weaving out. Yeah, yeah, I forget... Yeah, Sex Pistols does. I don't remember why. Not Sex, but not Sex Pistols does. Not Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. I like Sex Pistols a lot more. Same. Uh, then Jono walks in and he apologizes to George for Dopio's manners because Jono's his boss. Haha. True. Uh, That's true. 
he then we all expected it to be Diavolo, and then I remember that Diavolo's fucking dead, so it can't be him. Uh, joke, then, joke, then, jokes on you. Jokes on me. Diavolo's been dead this whole freaking time. Uh, nope, that's not what I mean. <laughs> not actually. Um, I lost my place again. He we have apologizes. Weird yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. He apologizes to George for Dopio's behaviors, then he briefly explains, stands to George, and explains that Rohan, who entered the room with George, allowed him to see stands. With Giorno? Yeah. George is already in the room. Yeah. Yeah. What? You you said the wrong name. I don't know what's going on anymore. Giorno informs George that he knows about Beyond, because of course Giorno does. Uh, and Rohan explains that Tsukumojiku had died here in Rohan's home. Rohan explains the Joji side of the plot to George and the, 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 up to where we were last at. Uh, the gangsters present don't care too much about that and just want George to solve the case of who killed Diavolo and if Tsukumojiku's murdered was re- murder was related. Dopio tries to call Joji and Narancia in England at George's request, but the call doesn't go through, despite the fact that they, like, just were on the phone. Mm-hmm. And Dopio's like, what the heck? Yeah, that whole, all that shit's one of those things that's badly translated, and it was, that I had trouble taking notes on. It was a lot of, uh, place setting. Yeah, to, to jump forward a bit, because I don't think I explained it well, the calls aren't going through... Because that England was insulated by the Antonio Torres zombies when it was fast forwarded in time. So its local time is still technically 1920s England. And because of that time desync, the phone don't work. Obviously, because they literally say time axes. So Bruno and Fugo are in the room too! exclamation point. Fugo wow. points out that the sky and the stars are gone and that there's a whale swimming by above them. See, I thought I thought before this be established, like, oh, they're not actually upside down. It's a dimension thing. They're but actually, no, they're, they're actually fucking upside down. George connects this with Tsukumajuku, having told him that Morio is floating upside down in the Pacific. They are protected from the water by Morio's barrier. And George is like, I'm going to believe in Beyond again. And he starts making narrative flow by getting the basic details of the mystery at hand. He has Giorno explain everything that happened uh, in detail. And then George is taken to investigate the bodies of Kira and Diavolo. Rohan uses Heaven's Door to turn them into books, but it just said death because that's how Heaven's Door works. And then they use Videodrome again to try to read the bodies with uh, Heaven's Door. And that worked, but they only had very, very basic information in them. That's how Heaven's Door works, where it says death if something's dead, except when it's raw chicken. Mm-hmm. That, that t- then it tells you when it expires, because fuck it. Anyway. NYPD Blue joins. <laughs> NYPD ang- Blue's here. Remember the angry piece of shit cop stand? <laughs> uh, he joins George as he was investigating the bodies in the crime scene. George, watching Videodrome, noticed that Kira's face has been had been sweating immediately before he died, but it dried instantly upon death. Using Videodrome's ability to feel its subjects, George found that Kira's clothing was dried despite the amount of sweat he was producing. Boy, was a sweaty little boy. Uh, he found the same result in Diavolo's recording. Considering this and the overall situation he was in, George comes to the conclusion that the laws of physics don't fucking apply here. That's just always what the answer is. 
Mm-hmm. It's mysterious. Oh yeah, fuck physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, George starts thinking that without the, the physics, things that usually could take time could take zero time and cause him to remember Kira's bites the dust, which turns back time. And Diavolo is King Crimson and Epitaph, which predicts time and deletes time, so it's just fuck it. Uh, George also remembers that Rohan said that he had a clock in the room, but that's gone. Because fuck True. time. It's symbolism. Fuck. No, it's it's important. <laughs> and symbolism. It, yes. George realized that though it looked like the two died in an instant, it had probably taken much longer, but just looked like a second to an outside observer, and that Rohan's clock was hidden to hide this fact. George notes that in Videodrome, Diavolo and Kira weren't moving in a sped-up manner, and that their sweat behaved normally until it fell off of them when it dried instantly. He thinks about the two stands. He's like, damn, stands can make time work different. Sure and then George, George talks about how the eight hours from midnight to 8 a.m. were probably compressed into the one second that they can see on Videodrome, and that the bodies were still affected by the stand ability as corpses. Um... They'd only have decomposed for a second and a half, because it's 8 p.m. now. Mm. So George borrows a body thermometer from Rohan, who has ones because he's a fucking creep. <laughs> I forgot and, about that. <laughs> and, and he confirms that the bodies have been dead for about 12 hours, which means that whatever ability was speeding up time around them stopped when they died. Rohan just has a body thermometer. <sighs> George finds it odd. This is a long-ass part. Yep, you're welcome. This is just like, you guys, listeners, if you haven't strapped yourself in yet, strap in. Because these last two are, these last two chapters are fucking dumb and dumb. Mm-hmm. They're fucking dumb. Uh, George finds it odd that neither Diavolo nor Kira tried to use their abilities to defend themselves from getting their throat sliced. <laughs> but doing the math, George realizes that they're mer- because, because, because 8 a.m., or midnight to 8 p.m. or whatever it was, it was compressed to one and a half seconds, uh, George realizes that the murder would have been moving at about 800,000 meters per second at the time of their deaths. Uh-huh. That's kind of fast to block. Goku could do it, though. True. Uh, George knows that Diavolo could still have seen the- and erased the attack time, with Epitaph and King Crimson, and wonders what was distracting the two. He finally realizes that they must have been fighting each other in this room before they were murdered by a third party. Knowing that Bites the Dust has a huge flaw in the form of Kira not being able to remember anything from before from the time loop, George extrapolates that Kira must have used it on himself. He Used it to mm-hmm. blow up an enemy, wait an hour until the person died in the time loop, and then defuse the stand since he kept his own memories because he used it on himself. Because when we... What the fuck's the kid's name in part four? Hayato. Hayato. Because remember when it was used on Hayato, he was the only one who remembered anything that happened in the time loop. So he used Bites of Dust on himself, so he'd be the only one to remember the time loop. Mm-hmm. It's like sure, it's smart. It it makes sense. It, yeah, it's it is established kind of. All right. Well, cause 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 in the time loop, then he won't die because bites the dust doesn't get triggered again, so we can just safely diffuse it, and he doesn't die in the first place because time goes back an hour. It's a yeah, flawless system. It, but we're not done. <laughs> no. Uh, 
keep his memories. Diavolo then appeared in Morio. Diavolo c- would attack Kira, and Kira, in danger, would have bites of dust go off. Diavolo would see it using Epitaph and erase the time so he wouldn't be exploded. <laughs> bites of the dust time loop would still trigger since it was activated before the erase time. Mm-hmm. But Kira wouldn't have the memories of having tried to blow up Diavolo because it was because the time erased. was erased. Yeah. Since they're uh, they continue. Since or rather, count- the dust was activated during the 10 seconds, not before but it, it. But it was set up before it. Right. It was, it was on set up, before then. It was set up and then activated and then the time got erased where it actually happened, but it still kind of happened. Right, exactly. The effect <laughs> stays so the time loop still occurs since their encounter was fated to happen and no changes to kira's memory had occurred it would still happen trapping them trapping the two of them in that infinite time loop of almost killing each other Mm -hmm. the only way that the loop could be ended would be for kira to diffuse bites the dust before the encounter but without the memories he wouldn't know that that would be even a thing that he'd have to do yeah so i have a theory yeah. I think this whole thing happens happened because the author had went on this huge tangent to themselves, thinking about what would happen if Diavolo and Kira fought, and got into way too much detail about it, spent an entire night just like thinking about theories, and then wanted to put it somewhere in something, and eventually I mean, did. I mean, it's cool. It makes sense. I, I does it? <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, sure. What doesn't make sense about it? That it's here? It just... It feels very, very detailed for not that much payoff. I guess. It's cool. I guess. Yeah, and so George was like, I'm right, because beyond. (laughs) Yeah. He moved on to thinking why this happened in the Arrow Cross house, and George was like, damn... If I sped up time like this, it would affect the entire universe. But the Arrow Cross house is the cube house, which is a tesseract, which is its own little thing. So, so it wouldn't affect the rest of the universe, which also makes perfect sense. Sure. And George starts talking to Raimi, the, sta- the stand, about the cube house and the Arrow Cross house. Raimi, the stand, uh, not the ghost, but also the I ghost. Just, I just remember the payoff of it being the Arrow Cross house, and I hate it. Um, it's the Arrow Cross George- house. What do you mean? <laughs> George explains to Raimi that it seems odd for Stan to forget its master, and since this happened with Raimi, George thinks that she hadn't grown or evolved like other Stans, uh, but but that she had had something shocking happen to her, and that she had formed a wound. What do you mean, wound? And George asks if anything traumatic had happened to her, and she says her back had hurt for a long time, and when this happened, I was like, oh shit, is she gonna remember how she was murdered by Kira, and that made a wound? And then she takes her shirt off, and then an arrowhead comes out of her back, and her memories come back. <laughs> a sand the arrow. arrow comes out of her back. That's why it's the arrow cross house. Uh-huh. We should have known. Uh-huh. How could we have not seen it coming? Uh-huh. It was so obvious. Uh-huh. But, but, but... I want to die. But the arrow cross house has... F- 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 we'll get there. I... There's a there's a quote, um, mm-hmm. from it's from an episode. I don't know if anyone out there watches Red Letter Media, 
but it's from an episode of their best of the worst where they where they watch really bad movies, old movies. And there was an episode that guested Pat Oswald, the comedian, and Ratatouille, that guy. Uh, okay. After watching all of the movies that night, he says that they were so bad, he quote, I, I wish that I had always been dead. And that's how, that's just how George Joestar makes me feel. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> quite good. That, I wish that I had always been dead. We, we can get you there, but we have to finish this episode first. <laughs> okay. So please continue from where I left off. Oh, I, didn't, I thought there was another sentence. My bad. Nope. Raimi reveals that she had been in Morio waiting for George for a long time while protecting the Arrowhead. Because she has all her memories back, she can reveal a plot. Uh, mm-hmm. She reveals that her, man- her master was the only girl waiting for George who can make locked rooms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Say, so, say the name. So Raimi is Penelope De La Rosa's stand. It's her requiem wound. Requiem. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a wound. It's calorophobia requiem. So Raimi's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to leave with George to find Penelope to Mr. Chagrin. Damn. Yeah, he doesn't want them to leave. That's vocabulary right there. Raimi yeah. tells Mr. that now that the arrow is no longer inside of her fucking back, uh, they're just in the cube house with no windows or no doors that only exist if she wishes it to. George explains what had happened at Giordano's request and despite not knowing the killer's name, use Beyond to create narrative flow by explaining the case. Mm-hmm. Nobody claims to know who the time-accelerating stand, time accelerating stand user is, but Giorno is acting shady about it. Bruno smells Giorno's lies because apparently he can smell them now, and not just taste them. Mm-hmm. Gets all the gets all the senses. Uh, mm-hmm. And Bruno is furious at the whole fucking thing. And that Jorno's lying to him and demands to know what Jorno's hiding. Jorno tries to hide his lies further, but Bruno calls his stand stepmom mm-hmm. <laughs> and begins rapidly sewing Jorno's lips together. Jorno caves and says that he's not the one who's lying, but he was lied to. Jorno reveals that he was the one who was betrayed. Yeah, instead of instead of zipper, stepmom sews because because she, she's your stepmom. This also starts to feel like that the author's throwing in every stand idea that they had in the last two chapters. I guess we had, we had Iron Lady show up and they didn't do shit. They did Sex Pistols things, but they made let, the bullets mystopio. But less good. Uh, NYPD Blue interrupts. He was still investigating the bodies and noticed that Diavolo's book, Made by Heaven's Door, only had odd pages. Rohan's like, oh, that means he has a split personality. Fine. It's fine. We go back to the Giorno and Bucarati conversation. Giorno says he was betrayed by God. <laughs> which, which pisses Bruno off. And he punches like, Giorno. Bruno's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bruno punches Giordo, starts bleeding and crying, and as the tears and blood fall towards the floor, they both dry and vanish instantly. And Rohan's like, I only haven't investigated Dopio and Giorno, and Dopio's missing. And uh, Nijimura Murotaisu sends Grand Blue Dolphins out to find Dopio. The Dolphins bring Dopio back, 
and Rohan opens him up. Opens and his surprise, surprise, he's not the split personality. Only only Giorno's the candidate for that now. We got we got tricked. We got um, tricked. Dopio's a real then, boy. <laughs> and then Giorno's liquids start evaporating faster <laughs> and the corpses start rotting and time time's going fast. And Poochie's here because time's fast. And Poochie's here. Poochie's here. We're talking about God, we're talking about split personalities, we're talking oh. about time fast. You get the good paragraph. I don't want the good paragraph. You get the Muda paragraph. I, I do get to say Muda, 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 Muda with no emotion in my voice. That's just how it is. Anyway, Poochie shows up and asks Giorno if he can blame if he can blame God for abandoning him. Which is the most Poochie thing he could say just by showing up. Uh, George realizes that Poochie's the one speeding up time. Poochie then says he will be finishing Giorno off on behalf of God. But Giorno smiles at this and tells Poochie it's actually the reverse. He played the old Uno reverse card on him. Uh Uh-huh. God has abandoned Poochie. And this was all part of the plan. Yeah, I'm already half saying or <laughs> It's the part. Uh, Giorno tells Poochie that he, Giorno, is the son of a god who is both kind and cruel. Giorno's Jesus, but like the Antichrist mm-hmm. Jesus. A god who was who never expected Poochie to quote connect the loop, and that had, <laughs> and that he had u- a brief use for Poochie's power that was now gone. Poochie's mm-hmm. pissed and speeds up time more, but Giorno is also pissed, but also not, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And continues throwing insults at the priest. Giorno reveals that he had turned Raimi's arrowhead into a rhinoceros beetle to prevent it from being destroyed by the time acceleration. Mm-hmm. He also asks if Poochie thought there was really only one arrow <laughs> in the arrow cross house. As there are uh-huh. more than one arrow outside. There's four arrows that, that make up the house. Of course, there's four arrows inside of it. Uh-huh. Simultaneous three. Three more rhinoceros beetles emerge from Raimi's neck. As the that's the four rhinoceros beetles in, in the quotes, in the line, in the, the that's, words. That's the real four rhinoceros beetles, yeah. It, it was the arrow cross house the whole time. And then Giorno's like, my exact quote, because... I've been saying want as a as a word too much. Was well, Giorno says muda 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 as is his want and presses the attack on Pucci. He turns the beetle near him back into an arrow and it starts dissolving in the sped up time. But he gets it into gold experience and he turns into gold experience requiem. And then Giorno's like fuck you and he puts Pucci into the same time loop that Diavolo and Kira had been trapped in when Pucci killed them. So he's trapped in there forever, I guess. Yeah, he got he got requiemed. Yeah, and so with that, the flow of time returned to normal, and Giorno explains that Pucci could never explain the fate that he just dumped it in, dumped him into, and George is like, "Damn, that's a fate worse than death." That's Rohan, fucked up, bro. <laughs> besties attack, and then <laughs> Rohan, then Rohan hits Giorno with Heaven's Door before Giorno can react. Um, and the book that comes out of Giorno only has one page, and the back of the cover just said death. And George turns the page, and there are eyeballs floating there that Giorno had made with the stand. And he's like, oh, this is just Antonio Torres. 
This is the one that uh, Sukumajuku brought here, and it possessed Giorno. And so he peels the book away from Giorno, and Giorno's body disappears. Because he was dead the whole time? I have no sense to me because of what happens in a few moments. <laughs> I don't know. But it, but it is the same Antonio Torres that met the butler at the motorized mansion. No. I, yeah, because it was the one that Tsukumojuku brought. No, this is the Antonio Torres that was wrapped up and put at Tsukumojuku's tube when he went through the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my god. Remember chapter one? No. It's that one. <laughs> I really cry. Good. Torres can do anything in book form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a sentence. So George was under no immediate threat of death. He gets confirmation that Torres was the one who killed Tsukumojuku. George asks Torres who his boss is, and suddenly, Diavolo appears. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, nothing, he appears behind us, nothing personal, but that's me. Yeah. George had a... Gior- had, what? No, you Giorno. keep saying George instead of Giorno. They're the same name. They aren't. Giorno. Evidently... Evidently? Yeah. Okay. I don't fucking know. Giorno shifted over to Diavolo's form. Giorno's Diavolo now. Deal with it. Di- uh, di- Diavolo <laughs> is the split personality. Or it Giorno wor- is the split personality of Diavolo. Because... Yeah, because it wasn't Dopio for some reason. Right. He was a split personality and used King Crimson to avoid all attacks from Giorno's team, and he approached George. George attempts to attack Diavolo, but his fist, with his fist, but his prompt, but he gets donutted. He gets punched through the fucking body. He's dead. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. He tells Giorno that he needs to go to the... He needs to go with the mob boss. George. Fuck! He tells Giorno... I'm sorry, it's Diavolo and George instead of Diavolo and Giorno. Diavolo tells George that he needs to go with the mob boss, quote, for for an audience with the secret emperor. Diavolo carried George away and jumped out the window through... No, he jumped out the door... In the floor of the cube house, punching his way through all the other down doors and went infinitely fast, just like we did before. As they speed up, Raimi cries out that she'll find George and and hopes that she, he doesn't die, which he views as a tall order. He's like, damn, I'm a try not to die, but fuck. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, George and Diavolo's trip is stopped, and they are at the sea in the evening on a ship with dead bodies all around them, and and an open black box in the center of the carnage. And the box was Dio's coffin, That's the only one. Yeah, and Dio got up and out of the coffin, and he looked up at the sky, and he had a crown of thorns and stigmata, because he's Jesus now. (laughs) He's Jesus now. He he is Jesus, chapter 16 is good. Uh, Diavolo tried to hurry him along, but Dio was hungry, and he just ate, he just ate Diavolo. <laughs> just he, ate he put his fingers into his son's neck, and was like, King Crimson can't see what happened when time is stopped, so now we know that the world would beat King Crimson in a fight. Yeah. Um, and George saw the world, and he was like, damn, that's the stand that was mean to my grandma, <laughs> or my, or my mom. 
Um, and he also saw yeah. the crown of thorns on Dio's head moving, and he was like, damn, is that a second stand? That's is that weird. Her- is that Herman Popo? And Dio stops eating Diavolo before he dies. He calls himself daddy. <laughs> and then and then he has Diavolo take him back through time to where he had just left from because because that's how time travel works, I guess. Uh, no, fuck it. And George thinks and he realizes that Dio had been orchestrating every event that happened to him and his family from behind the scenes because Dio was time traveling using the cube house. And George believes that Dio's crown of thorns allowed him to prophesize about those who were connected to the Joestar bloodline because of something Dio had said. And that this allowed him to jump around to enact his plans. And then George falls asleep and he dreams about his wife. And then he wakes up and Dio's kicking him in the mouth. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, and that when he stirs, he finds himself laying next to an emaciated Diavolo because he just got drank, I guess. And a figure who we know it's Cars. It's Cars. It's Cars. Remember how Cars is like the strongest man ever to exist in the fucking planet in the universe? Yeah, but then Dio drank his blood and also became very strong and ultimate. So, so Cars is bite marks now because he's a vampire. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he's unconscious. And Dio's saying some something about being out of time and no longer being a vampire as he stumbles across the deck holding a katana. Because he's a weeb. He's in his weeb phase. Glorious Nippon steel and all that. <laughs> Ten thousand folds. Uh-huh. Um, when he sees George looking at the katana, he talks about how fucking cool they are and cuts himself yeah. in half with it. And it was Jonathan's sword, the Lucky Plucky sword. The Lucky Plucky, the Poco Loco sword. Was that the? No, he got it from Bruford. Bruford, yeah, that one with Iron Tarkus, the Dark Souls reference. Yeah. Dio, cut in half, turns to kill George, but invoking the power of Beyond. Basically, he's the main character, so he can't die here. Mm-hmm. Uh, George knows that Dio turned his back on Diavolo's corpse, which because. Literally because plot contrivance, because that's what a Beyond is. Mm-hmm. Diavolo isn't dead, mm-hmm. and Diavolo is also George Giorno again. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how? Because, I'm assuming because... They start uh, with different letters. Shut, shut the fuck up. I'm talking about why they're the same person. No, I'm talking about... Okay. I'm assuming it's because Silver Chariot Requiem? Because what? they, Giorno, Giorno and Diavolo are the same boy? No, this is a different universe. But it's like... Giorno it's like and the, Diavolo. But it's like uh, repercussions from that event, I guess. Or like, because the universe likes to repeat itself. Right, so I was asking I how you kept messing up George and Giorno. I don't, don't want to talk about it. Don't be mean to me. Okay. Um, Giorno takes out Golden Experience Requiem and doesn't actually attack. Uh, he asks Dio to make him his, quote, double. Yeah. For Dio to put his soul into Giorno as Giorno is Dio's true son. Dio doesn't believe him, but confirms by checking the Joestar birthmark. Giorno did everything he had to to get to this point to become his dad. I'm already... I'm already... I'm already half my dad. No, hold on. So Dio then stabs Giorno in the heart and turns back to George, who's angry crying, and Dio laughs, and he reaches into one of his body halves of his own chest, and he pulls out half of his soul, 
and then he shoves that piece of his soul into Giorno, and the sunlight is up now, and it isn't really affecting Dio. Um, so he puts half of his soul into Giorno, who turns into a copy of Dio as a vampire, and then Dio puts the two halves of his body together, stops fully getting hurt by the sun, and then he put the Giorno Dio into the coffin and closed the lid. Uh, Dio had drank Car's blood, so he became an ultimate being, and he just starts eating cars again. <laughs> and so, this is a spoiler for chapter 16, but I want to say it. What just happened is that Dio from Phantom Blood was woken up early for getting dumped back into the ocean. By And then Diavolo showed up with George. And then Dio went and did a bunch of shit. He ate cars and became an ultimate being. And then they were like, wait, I still need to do... Stardust Crusaders, and so he took his his dead son, and he put half of himself in his son so that his son would be him. And then that the Giorno Dio is the, the one who died in Stardust Crusaders, which is okay. And this, and he gives the world to this version of himself, but keeps the passion, the Crown of Thorns stand, which is why Dio in Stardust Crusaders only has the world. It's. Nice that they did something. I, I, I'm I'm fine with that. I like that. I think it. I think it's really neat. I I like how it's a like stable time loop. Yeah, they fix the canon kind of. Hmm. <sighs> We're at. You get the. You get the last paragraph. Last paragraph. Yeah. At the sight of Cars's ravaged corpse being eaten, George passes out again. Hmm. Dio kicks him then to wake him up. And says that he couldn't leave George there for the vampire Dio to eat. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's two Dios now. Right. Dio asked George to take... D- Dio asked George to take Dio to his inve- destination since the cube house know. effect lingered on George. Mm-hmm. Dio plans to sleep until the, quote, fake him is dead and then reappear. The, the Giorno him, and, and yeah. tells George to find him and then to live on to see his wife again. Mm-hmm. George pushes himself up, motivated by the thought of seeing Lisa Lisa, and sees that Giorno wrote Yuki, or Courage, the, quote, the, the translation, in Hiragana, with his own blood before his death. He was urging George to be brave as he sacrificed himself for the Joe, for the Joe Star bloodline i i don't know why i wrote that all right for george for for george oh no because he sacrificed himself for george and george knew that he needed courage the joe yeah. star is george i just don't want to say george twice in quick succession. oh i see i see i see sacrifice himself for george and george knew that he needed courage to manipulate beyond to save everyone involved in this tangled web of fate that's the chapter. That's the chapter. Now we gotta look at the drawings. The first picture of the chapter is George. He's like, I'm here. Dokio's here too. He's like, dang, I hope some shit doesn't happen. And then the next picture is Dopio on the phone. <laughs> he's reading, or he's listening to the audiobook of yeah, the Dark Boy. And then George is gonna shoot Dopio, and Mista's like, no, yeah. don't do that. And then Dopio got all of his cheeks grazed by bullets, but he didn't die. And then there's bad. there's the Iron Ladies. I don't want to look ladies. at them. 
Bukarati gang or the Giorno Actually, gang. Wait. Okay, no. I, I wanted to make sure that there is there's still no four. There it's still one to seven. Yes. Wanted to check. There's the girl gang, here's Giorno. Giorno looking handsome. Yeah. Rohan looking like a fucking nightmare. There's Rohan. Here's Fugo. Why was he here? Does Fugo have a stand? I don't know. I don't I'm pretty sure nothing happened with Fugo in the entire fucking chapter. That's fine. There's the whale, there's Bismarck. That's, yeah. George no, and Giorno talking. Yeah, whatever. What were you gonna say? It, I didn't remember the name. It's the it's got the scratches on its nose, so it's the whale from One Piece. Laboon, yeah. Laboon. Here's here's Diavolo and Kira, and they're both dead. They look fucking scary. Like, I know their their faces are open, but their hair looks dumb. Their Facebooks are open. And here's George, um, Abiyako, Videodrome, NYPD Blue, and the King of All Cosmos from Katamari (laughs) Damacy. It is! No, that's Morio Taisu. And Rohan's pissed, and Miss is like, (gasps) Or would that be the other Nijimura? Is that NYPD Blue's Nijimura? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because NYPD Blue came out on his own. And he was yeah, like, he why are you up. doing that? He just shut um, up. Rohan's yelling, and Mista's like, ooh, ooh. Uh, George is mad. George is looking. Oh, they got Ooh! Rohan is thinking about animals. Same, dude. Oh, these are the animals that Rohan found dead and tested with his body with thermometer. His body. Yeah, that's why he had them. Yeah. <laughs> Abiyako is looking like a Terra Terra Bozu. Why is it Abiyako? What? Abakio. Abakio. And there's MIPD Blue. Here's. Oh, look at that Rohan! Look at that Rohan! And Raimi's like, damn, I'm blushing. I'm taking a screenshot of this Rohan. Uh, Yo, there's a. I'm glad that we get a panty shot of Raimi, by which I mean I'm not. Um, I'm sorry? Oh there, is, the oh, there, oh, there is that, huh? It looks like the arrow, the arrow had just fallen out of her asshole. Yeah, she pooped. <laughs> and then Raimi's like, George, I remember you. And Rohan's like, damn, I hate NTR. <laughs> and then Bruno is smelling a liar. And then there's stepmom. He smells darkness, just like Riku. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the funny Bruno face. Which one? Oh, yeah. The one go, with ah! stepmom. Mm-hmm. Ah! And Dopio, <laughs> look at his lips. Dopio's <laughs> book is open. He's confused. <laughs> There's a picture of a phone on his forehead. Dopio really just is just a sweet boy in this. He's just a phone Dopio's, boy. He's a phone pervert, yeah. There's Giorno crying. What the fuck? Look at Poochie in the next one. His torso is so long. Poochie's here, he looks like a fucking freak. <laughs> He's got, like, what are his legs? Giorno's like, check out this beetle. <laughs> uh, Poochie's pissed. Whoa! Poochie is the... What the Poochie fu- looks like Father Mosgus from Berserk. Poochie looks like, uh... Ah, oh, fuck, what's the guy's name? Hold on. Father Mosgus from Berserk. No! Uh... Link, I don't know who that is, so link that person. 
That's what he looks like when he's angry. He usually looks like this. Oh, that is him. Yeah. But he also looks like the, I. Really, the, really, the really muscle guy from Yu Yu Hakusho. Sure. I believe you. Who the f- what the fuck's his name? I gotta watch it. Why did Mista be- become naked? Oh yeah, everybody's clothes dissolved because time went too fast. Yeah, but it doesn't affect uh, yeah, living things. That's why I made it a beetle. Yo, Mista ass! The, that's the Mista ass pick that Z talks about. It, that is what it is. There's a shine on it. Is he oiled there, up? What the fuck? There's gold experience, Requiem, upside down. Why is Jonah still that's a, clothes? That, that's a really cool picture. Yeah, it's a cool pose. Only Mista lost his clothes. Everybody else is apparently fine. <laughs> um, here's something happening. I don't know. George and Giordo and Raimi and Rohan are all here. Call Jono Ranch because he'd be dressing. <laughs> Jono got empty face. Oh, yeah. This is Rohan saying... Um, Kashibe, Heaven's Door, and then, yeah, then he uses Heaven's Door, and Giorno's empty. And then it's there's, there's Torres. It's his death right on the page, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And there's Torres. And then there's Diavolo, and the best version of King Crimson to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> he's only well, got, he's only got lower eyelids, the, re- the, the, the top of his eyeball is just there. Yeah, do I have... Dog filter on Snapchat right now. <laughs> Sorry. I when so forever ago, Fiona and I looked through all these pictures before we knew what George Joestar really was, and we used the dog filter on one of the pictures of King Crimson, and it managed to put the puppy face on both faces, and it was really funny. I will attempt to, and I will link it later. Here's Diavolo murdering George. Raimi's Raimi cry as they fall through the hole and Diavolo damn he ripped he's ripped he's there he made it there's barnacles there are barnacles on the coffin there's Dio he does look a lot like Giorno in this he does there's there's Dio he's standing he's looking at the the sea there's him eating Diavolo this is just post uh, Jonathan death Dio Yes. And then the world looks fucking cool in this. You can also see the passion. Yeah. The world looks cooler, though. The world does look cool. There's George dreaming of Lisa Lisa. And then I hope we could see him being kicked in the face. Uh, kinda. Um, yeah, there's... There's his katana. Oh, yeah, something's happening. Oh, wait, there's katana. Yeah, he's cutting himself in half. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, let me crop that. Hold on. Look at that. The second page of being cut in half, the gold experience Requiem face is gold. It's very fucking good. Then there's there's Giorno being like, I'm your son. Look at my cool birthmark. Look at my star. And Dio's like, <laughs> Dio makes Frieza face. <laughs> Dio... Dio is cut in half, and then Dio stabbed Giorno. He sheathed his katana. That Giorno turned to Dio. Dio's fucking pissed. Dio's eating cars. The The caption says, re... Oh, it does! 
<laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then there's Yuki. And, and that's it. Chapter 16. And then we look at the first thing, even though we've read it. But it's first first picture of chapter 16. Oh, no, it's it's Dio Valentine. and Funny Valentine. It's got a nice glove. See ya whenever episode 16 comes out, patrons, for the end of it. It'll be soon. And it'll yep. be bad. Even it'll though be it's, fantastic. Even though it's like, would you say, a sixth of the entire book? Yeah, it's a hundred pages, and the book is six. It's a little over a hundred pages, and the book is six hundred and sixty-six pages long. So this chapter was four and like a third pages of notes. Chapter sixteen is eight pages of notes. So join us for hell next time on George Star. Goodbye. Goodbye.